Let's turn to Deuteronomy chapter 8, very familiar verse to us. It says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swear unto thy fathers, as it is this day. It's so important for us to be aware that God's measure, God's yardstick, uh, the, the, the gauge, if you like, of the covenant being established with us is the power to get wealth, okay? Uh, and it's a covenant made with the fathers. And in Galatians chapter 3, it tells us that Jesus ratified that covenant. So Jesus is God's power to get wealth. And that's an exciting thought. But what I want us to understand today, we're hearing a lot during this coronavirus crisis about uh, Bill Gates. Bill Gates is going to do this. Bill Gates is going to chip us all. Bill Gates is going to uh, bring in a cashless society and so on. But there's a lesson about all of that that we need to understand when we consider it from the perspective of kingdom wealth. It's a very basic and simple message and we need to we need to get the message. And when we get the message, we need to run with it. And here's here it is. This is it's a very simple thing. Why are we hearing so much about one man, Bill Gates, and his nefarious plans to chip us and va vaccinate us and depopulate the earth and so on? Here's why. Because Bill Gates has money. Bill Gates has wealth. Bill Gates in the natural has a lot of money and that money has given him the clout. Now, what does Bill Gates know uh, about uh, viruses and vaccines and so on? Probably a lot because he studied it, but the reality is he's not an expert. He's not a virologist. He's not, a, a, he's not studied these things uh, and got a medical, medical degree, medical degree, should I say. He's not got all these things. But the reason that he has such influence, the reason there are so many videos being made of him, the reason that people fear him is because he has clout, because he has money, he has wealth. And that's what we need to understand. That's why God wants his people to have the money, to have the wealth, so that they will have the power. Now, here's how it works in Babylonian culture. In Babylon, and if you, if you actually speak to some of these people that, have, that are pursuing business and financial success, and you say to them, what is it you really want? They'll tell you, if they're being honest, they, it's not money they're seeking, it's power. Power to live life on their terms. That's what money gives you. Money brings you power in Babylon, in the Leviathan system, in, in the economy of this world. Money will bring you power. Power to live life in your terms, to drive the cars you want, to live in the homes you want, to have the lifestyle you want. And money will give you that power. So people pursue money and serve mammon to get that power. Now look what it says here in Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. It says, God giveth thee power to get wealth. In other words, people in Babylon seek wealth to get power. But God gives us power first and the wealth comes after it. That's what we've not seen, that God has reversed He's done what we call a 180 on the world system, or really the world has done a 180 in God's system. That's why Jesus says you can't serve God and mammon, because in mammon the system is get the money to get the power, but in the kingdom. And that's why Jesus says seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness, because what he's saying is in the kingdom you get the power first and the money will fall. You already get the power. 
Now, how does that work practically? That's something you're going to have to work out. But what you have to understand is, is that you have to accept the premise that in the world you seek wealth so that you get the power, but God has already given us that power. And how do we then get the money to follow? How do we then walk that out? By faith. That's what I'm saying. You're going to have to work it out for yourself and you do that by faith. Okay? So in other words, you believe God that you already have all the power and it's the power that brings the wealth. In other words, the money's chasing after you. You're not chasing after the money. It's so important that uh, we understand this. Money equals power in Babylon. But in God's economy, power comes first. And uh, seek ye first the kingly rule of God. Now, the lesson of Bill Gates is this. We already have the power that's greater than Bill Gates. Bill Gates got all that money and it gave him clout, influence, power, the ability to get into uh, presidential offices, the ability to speak to uh, rulers of state, all that. But we already have access to a higher power because the Bible tells us that Jesus is the governor, the ruler, the boss, if you like, of the kings or the princes of the earth. In other words, the presidents, the high-ranking state rulers that we have, governmental rulers, Jesus is their Lord. He's above them. And we have direct access to him. So we already have the power and the exousia as well. We have the dunamis, the power. We have the exousia, which is authority, to go into the throne room of God. And, and we can deal with people at Bill Gates. We can swat them like a fly if we understand the authority that we have. So we don't have to cower in fear that some guy has the plans to chip us all and do this and that and so on to us. We already have the power to deal with that. And we have to understand that the more we believe God, i.e. exercise faith, that the power is ours, the authority is ours, the more we'll walk in the wealth. We're talking wealth transfer, folks. We're talking about people like Bill Gates becoming Christians and their wealth being used for kingdom purposes or, if need be, that these people be removed and that their wealth be reused for kingdom purposes because it's handed over to the just. The wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. The fall of Babylon, uh, the Babylonian economy that we believe is coming, that is a wealth transfer event or a wealth transfer process and event. The point being, and the Bible says it will happen in one day and one hour, um, and uh, you know what I'm trying to say to you is whether it's a, a an event or just a process or a bit of both, it makes no difference. The wealth of the wicked is coming from the hands of the wicked, from the world system. The wealth of the nations is coming into the church, the ecclesia, the kingdom of God, and the temple of God, uh, the gold and the silver are coming into the last day's temple of God. Wonderful truths. We don't need to fear guys like Bill Gates, but we have to understand that the reason why he has the influence that he has is because of the money that he has. Okay? And that's why it's so important for the saints of God to grow up and stop fussing over whether or not we should be walking in financial abundance. We're not doing it just for selfish purposes. Yes, all sufficiency in all things uh, and, and funding good works out of our overflow. That's our lifestyle. That's to be our lifestyle. But we don't focus on us being tycoons and, uh, 
you know, all that stuff. We focus on being kingdom distributors. And um, that's that's the important factor. And you don't have to be individually responsible for vast sums of wealth. In other words, a lone individual like Bill Gates. You can be part of a, a, a church or a group of Christians or a business or some other kind of institution that handles and distributes wealth at that level of hundreds of millions and billions. That is, I believe, what God has for us. And it's so important that we start to walk in what God has for us so that that money is used for the purposes of the kingdom, for the purposes of good, um, to get proper health treatment to people and not dodgy vaccines um, and, and to look after the poor. And all of those things that we see in God's word, God's heart for the poor, God's uh, purpose in um, the ecclesia and the kingdom and bringing a king, kingdom culture to society. These are the things that wealth can and should be used for. So position yourself for wealth. Speak this word, Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18, over and over. Say that you have the power to get wealth, but it's for covenant establishing things, not just to make you the, uh, the, the richest guy in the block, if you understand. We're not all uh, about being J.R. Ewing. Those of you old enough to remember J.R. Ewing. We're not all about being big tycoons. We are about being the people that God has called us to be, who walk in financial abundance, but whose heart is toward blessing those less fortunate and bringing all up to uh, a level of supply that befits the ecclesia, the children of God. God has no orphans and God does not create poverty in and for his children. So kingdom wealth, have it in your heart, not to covet the wealth of this planet for selfish purposes, but to position yourself as a man and woman of God, to be a kingdom distributor of the supply that we receive on earth according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. In other words, that's the standard, that's the bar, that's the level of opulence and wealth and supply we're supposed to function in. So function in it today. Change your mind, renew your mind to think in kingdom wealth, wealth God's way, walking in abundance God's way, for God's purpose. Seek ye first God's kingdom and his righteousness and all the things you desire and require. And for those that you desire them for will be added to you. The Lord bless you.